Thank you for this day, Lord, for your many blessings and what you do for us, oh God. Lord, we ask that you uh, go before us, Lord. We, we have so many prayer requests tonight and, and urgent ones, Lord. We ask that you be with Josh and his family, Lord, with Brother Leslie. Lord, you, you understand and you know, Lord, to help us to understand and to know and to give comfort or comfort is needed, Lord, and, and healing, Lord, if it be your will. We pray that in, in Jesus' name as well, oh God. Lord, and be with us in this study. Help us to learn more of you this night. Lord, I ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. The title is, Do You See What I See? And not, not what I see, the big I see. There was a, a blind girl who hated herself purely because she was blind. The only person she didn't hate was her boyfriend. And she said that if she could ever regain her eyesight, that she would marry him. So one day someone donated a pair of eyes to her. And she can now see everything. It was so beautiful. Everything was so great. And when she seen her boyfriend, <clears throat> she was mesmerized and said, I can't marry you because you're blind too. So she left him. And he wrote this one simple note. Please take care of my eyes I gave you. Perception and how we see things sometimes isn't what we think it is. We need to look a little deeper sometimes. First Samuel 16 and 7 tells us, But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Wouldn't it be great if we could see through God's eyes instead of our own eyes? How we could, if we could just look into somebody's soul and see their intentions? But we don't. We don't have that ability. No, we don't. First Peter three, three through four, tells us, "Who's adorning? Let it not be that outward adorning of of plaiting the hair, and of weaving of gold, and putting on of apparel." But let it be the hidden man of the heart, and that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God, of great price. I've seen some some very holy-looking people dressed to the teeth, you know, to the collar, to the ankle, but they were so full of hatred and, and ugliness and sin that they might as well be walking with Satan. But they looked apart. You know, dressed up to here, three-piece suit. They look the part. But I've also seen people who were just as homely as can be in plain clothes, beards, tattoos, you name it, that was so full of God, you think that they could walk on water right beside him. But people, what we do is we see the outside shell, and we judge on that. And that is so wrong. The Bible tells us in these two right here that we... That man sees the outside, but God sees the inside. We need to start seeing how God sees, and how do we do that? <clears throat> we we have to get closer to God. We have to <clears throat> put more of God in us, so we can start seeing it and and knowing things <clears throat> like spirits, and be able to detect, and be able to to know somebody, to be able to detect the good and the bad. God, He doesn't need us 
because he's used donkeys and rocks and and bushes and everything else. But but he does he desires us so much to do his work and his will that that he he's very patient with us and he forgives us no matter our judgmental state or not. First Corinthians thirteen eleven through thirteen says, "When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child." But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now, we see through a glass darkly. But then face to face, now I know in part, but then shall I know even also as I am. And now abideth faith, hope, charity. These three, but the greatest of these is charity. No matter what our age is, and what we, when we accept Christ into our life, whether it be we're 10 or we're 50, we become babies again. New babies in Christ, right? And just as we feed our our natural babies and toddlers, we feed them to make them grow strong, to make them grow up. We we have to feed our spiritual babies. How do we do that? Prayer, fasting, reading the Word. Prayer is is one of the biggest things that that we can do to feed. Our spiritual body. What we need, what we put inside of us, makes us who we are. It's not what's on this outside. I'm a short, overweight, bald guy that wears glasses. You know, uh, I'm nothing special, but God died for me. It's like He died for twenty. He dropped a, a drop of blood for me because He loved me. Luke 6 and 42 says, Either how canst thou say to thy brother, Brother, let me pull out the mote that is in thine eye, when thou thyself beholdest not the beam that is in thy own eye. Thou hypocrite, cast out first the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou clearly to pull out the mote that is in thy brother's eye. This tells us that we really need to check our own salvation first before we consider somebody else's. We all sin. We're not Jesus. We all sin. So is our sin better than someone else's sin? Sin is sin. We like to think it is. Exactly. Yeah. It is bad. Is, is, is their sin. But God sees sin as sin. So who are we to judge somebody for doing something when in return we're sinning also, it's not the same sin, but sin is sin. God loves that person just like He loves me, because we are one and the same. We stay just taking care of all stuff. We don't have time to anybody Yep. We need to we need to judge ourselves. If we judge ourselves and fix the sin within ourselves, then we we might be able to. To help someone else. If we see if we see somebody struggling, we shouldn't gossip. We shouldn't beat them down. We should help them. If we see somebody going through something, it's it's our job to help them out, not not to to talk about them, not to beat them down. The old adage, "What would Jesus do?" Man, if we would just live our lives like every situation. All right, what would Jesus do in this situation? We, we'd probably be a lot better off. 
Jesus was and, and will be the only perfect person. But we, we strive. We must strive to be like him every day. That's what the Bible tells us. We are to walk and be like Jesus. Ephesians 4, 1 through 4. I, I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. With all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, enduring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace, there is one body, one Spirit, even as you are called, and one hope of your calling. We're all called to do the same thing. Maybe different aspects of the same thing, but we're all called to worship God and to do His will in our life. If, if, if you aren't being used by God, then you need to look within yourself and find out why. He wants to use you, but what, what do you have in your life that's not allowing him to be, you to be used by him? That's what we need to find out. If there are certain things that we would like to do and we just can't, there may be a reason why. God may be he's telling us something. Galatians 2 and 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now liveth in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. This verse also tells us to sacrifice ourselves daily and to take ourselves out and replace it with God's grace and love and mercy. Mainly love. This world is lacking true love for God, for others. They have love for things but not for people. Let Christ shine through you always, no matter where you are. Be that light in a, in, a, in a dark world, in your workplace. There's darkness everywhere. Be a light. Be, be so different that people want to know why you're so different. That's how we get the word. That's how we get people to talk to us. That's how we testify. we got to be different. The more of me I can replace with God, the more I can be used. Matthew six twenty two through 24. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, the whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, the whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? No man can serve two masters, or either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. He cannot serve God and mammon. What we put into ourselves mainly is through our eyes, right? We, we see things. Now, we do hear stuff, but mostly what we retain, what we get, we see it. What are you putting before your, your eyes? What are, we, what are we, we taking in? Are we taking in godly things or are we taking in worldly things? Our point of view, our whole world should be godly things, no matter what. The way we see, the way we see others, everything should be the way God sees it, without judgment, without hatred, full of love and mercy. Every aspect of our life should change towards serving God, every aspect. I'm sure you've all seen those, those really pretty, colorful, smooth rocks. All right, so <clears throat> we... We took a family vacation to Gatlinburg one year, and we took the kids to this little mining thing, and 
and they went through <coughs> and picked out some buckets and and they're going through finding fossils and and shells and rocks and and Brittany found this one little rock that was ugly as can be but it had a little bit of green showing on it it was pretty little green but the rest of it wasn't so pretty so she really liked it and she wanted a little necklace I think it was the necklace or a little ring made so they took that ugly rock and they they chiseled away at it a little bit and they they took it and they put it in a machine and they polished it up and they made it all just so beautiful It was this nice, beautiful green that they that they was able to come out of this nasty-looking nothing, and made the prettiest little piece of jewelry for them. That's how we are when we give ourselves to Christ. He takes this old, tired, wore-out, ugly, good-for-nothing bag of flesh, and he makes it something beautiful, but on the inside. We can't see people's inside. We talked about that earlier. We can't see how God changes somebody on the inside. Sure, it will eventually come out on the outside a little bit, but what he's really doing is right here in all our hearts and our souls. But if you have a truly changed soul, then your light should shine a little brighter. People should be able to see something different about you. Even though your outside appearance is the same, there is going to be something different about you. If you really, truly repent of and give yourself to God and ask him to come into your life, he will change you. Our change can't be seen right away. We are polished from the inside out. If we go about our lives judging and looking down on others, remember that such were some of us. This earthly vessel is, is just something holding the most precious thing to God, and that's our soul. And that's, that's what he wants. He wants us to worship him forever. He wants us to be in heaven with him forever. And we should want everybody else to do the same. We should be wanting everybody that we've come in contact with to come to heaven with us because it's going to be a great place. Hell's not going to be a great place. It's going to be terrible. We can't see the change on, on the person from the outside. But we can help the person change on the inside, right? We can bring them, we can give them Bible studies, we can talk to them. We can help the inside change. Let's start looking on the inside of others. Show love and kindness instead of judgment because that will draw people closer to you. The more loving and kindness you are, people's going to come to that because we're in a world full of hatred. That's what most people know. Backbiting, hatred, anger. Let us see all as Christ sees us from the inside out. Can we can we truly start seeing what God sees? I'm going to close with this one little story. Things are not always as they appear. There was once a man who was shipwrecked and stranded on an island. Every day he prayed and asked God, please, please help me to get off this island. But day after day, month after month, year after year, Nothing. But during this time, he, he made him a little house, and he, he found all these different things on the, on the island that, that he made his own. That was you know, his stuff, his possessions. So all he had in the world was this, this little hut and, and his, his few trinkets that he found. One day, much to his dismay, that 
while he was out hunting, he he noticed some smoke from where his camp was at. And he said, oh, man, took off back there. And his whole little hut was on fire. I mean, everything that he owned in this world was burning up in that hut. And he shook his hand at God and he said, why have you forsaken me again? I've asked you month after month, after year after year to, to help me. Why have you cursed me again? And no sooner than he let that out, he heard this horn. And he, he looked up and there was a ship far off. And he seen it slowly turning, coming his way. So when he, he got there and the man took off swimming, you know, he, was, he wanted to get on that boat and, they put down a life raft and he climbed in it and, and up in it and boy he was so excited he said oh man how did you know I was there he said well we was selling him one of our lookouts seen some smoke coming and and he said we didn't we knew there shouldn't been smoke over there so we figured something was going on so sometimes when we don't think God hears us our, our knows what's going on or knows what's right for us he does and he's going to take care of us always Things are not always what they seem. <clears throat> we need to put God first and treat others with love and kindness. Thank you all. Brother, will you close us in prayer? Father, we thank you for another time to be in the Word of God. It amazes me each time that we meet together like this, the things that you bring out. Not only from your Word, God, but the things that we really do need to change about ourselves. Father, we thank you for what you've done whenever you justified us, God. But we thank you so much that you continue to cleanse this vessel every time we come together. As we pray, Father, as we fast, as we reach out to you, Father, that you're always there. You're always there for us. God, we ask that tonight that you be with Josh and his family, his brother, his mom, everyone. Lord, we ask that you would be with his dad, that, Lord, you would comfort him in this time, God, that you would give him peace and understanding. And for the rest of the family, God, if we go into this season with yet another another loss within our body, God, we ask that you would be with each and every one of us, Father. Give us peace, Lord. Give us understanding, Father. Let us not turn from you, but draw closer to you, God. Thank you for the goodness that you've given us this year, Father. We'll be for sure to always give you the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.